Sometimes the fun begins when the paved road ends. Chevy Silverado 2500 HD is made to work hard and play hard on the road or off. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details and experience life in HD. Welcome to Apparently, the podcast for absolutely average parents. I'm Ann Johnsos. And I'm Tracy Weiner. Ann and I have been friends for a very long time. We met right after college. She had our first jobs as radio producers. We spent our 20s as wing women for each other, and it didn't work out very well. But then it did. And we found the right guys and stood up in each other's weddings. And then we had babies within weeks of each other. So we went from producers to reproducers. We make it look easy. Which brings us to this podcast. We want to discuss topics that interest us and you and provide some knowledge to other average parents. We're average, not experts. So we'll tackle these topics with people who know what they're doing. Yeah, we'll get the experts. And I fully expect to embarrass myself along the way. Yeah, after season one, I'm pretty sure we already have. So welcome to Apparently. We make it look easy. We make it look good. When Apparently, there's a way to take care of ourselves, physically and mentally, that involves getting down on the ground and very much into the present. On the ground, okay. (laughs) Have you ever looked into martial arts? Yeah, a bunch of my... um, Ethan took karate. That's martial arts, right? Yeah. Yeah, we have the gi. Or what's what's the thing that you wear? I think it's gi. Okay. Um, And he took it for a while, and he liked it, and then it just... There was other things that he did and whatnot. Kate did not do it. But a lot of my friends or his friends' siblings are all in it and go to competitions. And Oh, that's cool. So it I, is. All right. I'm going to be honest. It has not even been on my radar. Um, all right. So, y- you know, Danielle, one of my best friends, yeah. um, sh- her son Noah studied Hapkido and received okay. two gold medals and a bronze medal at a world championship. Like I was like, wow, cool. But what's Hapkido? Um, and then her husband holds a second degree black belt in taekwondo no way really yeah which makes sense you know barry yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um but i couldn't even tell you what that means and of course you know there was the karate kid so like we all watched that of course on box off box off but i that movie stood the test of time it did yeah thank you ralph macchio (laughs) um but then like a few years ago i was teaching journalism to a bunch of kids from korea i asked them to do assignments just random assignments and they were all doing their assignments on mixed martial arts and ultimate fighting and they were so into it and i was like what who what is this right and so just recently we we're driving down the street and passing one of the many many martial arts studios there are a lot yeah a ton of them and i'm like and, and they all have windows and i'm looking at all these people i'm like we can see you i can see you doing that <laughs> Because um, I feel like no one should ever watch anyone right. do anything. Um, but, you know, Clark said to the girls, do you want to take self-defense? And I was like, what? And then I thought, you know, that's not a bad idea. And the girls said, yes. And so I was like, well, I got to look this up. So I started Googling and I came across an article about all the celebrities who practice something called jujitsu. And that focuses on self-defense, but it offers a lot more. So here are some of the names. Naomi Watts. Okay. Big. Yep. Uh, Demi Lovato. Okay. Ashton Kutcher is quite good, apparently. Um, Keanu Reeves. Okay. Also good. Margot Robbie took it to study up for her role as Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad, and she did all of her own stunts. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, And then get this, Ed O'Neill. 
Do you know who? Married uh, with children guy? <laughs> yes. Or, or, um, and, um, what else? A modern, modern family. family. Yeah. Not who I was thinking of there, right? You know. Yeah, that, I wouldn't have guessed that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and then Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill said he did it because when he was in high school, all the kids who took or who studied jujitsu beat him up. So he took it and he said it was quite humbling, but it was also thrilling to, you know, to get on the mat and to... I to, wouldn't have pegged that one either. No, no. And then here's the one that I think is uh, adorable. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Oh, my goodness. 11, right? Wow. Yeah. So I was like, well, all right, we got to figure out more about this jujitsu stuff. And so guess what? Yes. <laughs> Someone right here in the WGN family teaches Brazilian jujitsu. Cool. Jen Zanotti hosts the podcast Getting Zen with Gen Z. She's an esthetician and an owner of Gen Z's beauty services. She's also a wellness coach and a Brazilian jiu-jitsu athlete. Jen, welcome to Apparently. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, so we are so excited to talk to you, uh, not only because we want to learn about jiu-jitsu and um, and what you can tell us about that, but everything you do, right? So um, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, totally. Now, you wear many hats. Yes. Let's start with the basics and why we're sort of here in principle. Yes. What is jujitsu and how is it different from other martial arts? So jujitsu is a grappling martial art. Um, it originated in Japan and then the Brazilians kind of adapted it and made it their own. And it became really popular here in the States, uh, probably around the first UFC in the nineties. Uh, the Gracie family is very well known for jujitsu and they kind of brought it over here, um, and popularized it. But basically in the UFC, there, you know, was this, smaller individual who was winning all of these uh, fights using jujitsu and this grappling art. Um, and he was the smaller opponent versus a larger. I just want to say UFC Ultimate Fighting Club, yeah. right? So your okay. MMA, yeah, which you're talking about, mixed martial arts. Yeah, we, 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 we need to break it down. <laughs> we are absolutely average. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's <laughs> fine, as, as was I before all of this. Um, but so UFC... Uh, you know, is basically a show, uh, a fighting corporation where they showcase mixed martial arts, meaning these fighters can be, you know, they can train boxing, they can train judo, jujitsu, uh, Muay Thai. There's really no rules that go on. Um, you can use any form of martial art, basically. Um, but jujitsu is very much, there's a lot of stand up in jujitsu, but it's more so when you get to the ground. So it looks very much like wrestling, but where wrestling ends, I like to say jujitsu continues because there's submissions. So there's no striking in jujitsu, but there's things like chokes and arm bars, which was like arm locks and foot locks, uh, knee bars. So it's a lot of joint manipulation. So when you have a match, you can win by points, achieving different positions, but then you can also cause somebody to tap out if you have them in a choke or arm bar knee bar, anything like that. Do do they tap out themselves or is there a referee who taps and says, listen, they're stuck? They, no, you you have to tap. Okay. If not, the your person arm can in be broken. The, okay. Yes. Yes. Like, the okay, opponent. I give. I, exactly. Okay. Uncle. So there's, there's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle. There's no, um, you know, you, it is very humbling, like you brought up that point, but you can't have an ego. And sometimes the ego, you know, overtakes you a little bit. But if you really want to be able to continue training, I mean, I've seen it in world championships. I've seen 
people just go in like a last minute, you know, minute of a match of the finals and they're in a submission and they don't want to tap because they might be up on points and their foot, you know, gets broken or their arm gets broken. I mean, it happens. People work so hard to get to that point. But, you know, there's also the theory like you want to continue to be able to do what you love and train every day. So it's like just tap, you know, on to the next. So I have a dumb question. Is there strategy involved with that? Like, oh, absolutely. So are you, do you think about before your mat, is it called a match? Mm-hmm. So before your match, are you thinking like, okay, I'm going to do this and then this? Oh, yeah. you will prepare months, years before on kind of your game. Jiu-jitsu is very intricate. So it takes about, on average, eight to 10 years for somebody who's training full time to achieve a black belt. There's five. Yeah. So there's five different belts in jujitsu. I think it's really the most intricate martial art. um, And it's very much like a physical chess game. So you're working kind of on your opponent's energy as well as your own and achieving certain positions. You can have a certain game style that you like to use. Um, You'll see a lot of judo and wrestling also in jujitsu. But yeah, people will will come up with strategies and and work and drill. I mean, before I get ready for tournament, I will be working on specific moves and get, I mean, thousands of reps in of something with my teammates, my coaches, just working and refining that game to have a general game plan going in. Wow. Do you analyze like tape of your opponents? Do you ever look and see, you know, what their strategy might be? Yeah, I usually leave that kind of to my coaches and teammates because that can also kind of psych you out a little bit. So I try not to get too... um you know, I, I don't focus on that too much because I know at the end of the day, I'm still going to go in and and focus on what I like to do and stick with my game plan, what okay. I'm best at. So how did you start studying it? I mean, you were an entrepreneur in the beauty industry. Like, right. what? Like, <laughs> You're like, how are you doing jiu What? Like, like- um, I, when I first opened Gen Z's in 2007, I was also kind of at the heaviest point in my life health-wise. Um, I was about 230 pounds and I just needed a change. Uh, one of my friends who had muscular dystrophy, who has muscular dystrophy, he was like, Jen, if I can come work out every day, I had been through like a bad relationship. You know, it was a bad breakup and just eating, you know, forming unhealthy habits. And I was like, okay, it's time for a change. And my friend's like, if I can't be depressed, you can't be so like get to the gym, let's go. So through that, I had lost a lot of weight on my own, just doing a lot of lifting and, um, you know, creating healthier eating habits. And then in 2012, I was doing lifting and boxing with one of my now coaches who had gotten me into jujitsu. And he was talking about this jujitsu thing. And I'm like, what is this? He's like, I think you would really like it. So we started doing some private sessions and then I, he took me to Evanston to his coach and I started taking some classes and I completely fell in love with it. And now it's been seven years. I've been training pretty much full time. Wow. Just like lit a fire and it just like, it, it, yes, turn. it was, I say it's the love of my life. It's brought me so much on and off the mats. And I think it's just made me such a better person. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, it just has given me so much confidence um, in myself. And now even two and a half years I've been teaching as well. So it's really just, you know, it's so fulfilling for me. It is confidence building because a mm-hmm. bunch of my son's friends whose siblings are in it. Yeah. Um, they went in with that in mind because mm-hmm. they, they were looking to expand or like go outside their, their comfort zone yes. and get and bring the confidence because they were maybe a little me- meeker or mm-hmm. um, timid. Yes. 
And it's it's crazy when you see <laughs> this one girl. I'm like, that's not how she is normally. Mm-hmm. And when she's on the mat, she's like a badass. Super confident. I love it. Well, and, and it goes to show, too, it's not just like a larger person. You know, it's not always the stronger, larger person who can win and be dominant. Right. You know, the smaller, average person it has an absolutely amazing chance to win. Um, but it does. It, it builds... It builds so much confidence and self-esteem and it just creates, not only do you get the self-defense aspect of it, but you learn the sport part. You get, it's such an amazing workout. It's so physically challenging. So you get a lot of weight loss, you know, benefits from it just by doing it, even if it's not, that's not your goal. Um, but in jujitsu, we have a saying that you really learn to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yeah. It's, it's we, we talked true. about that before on this podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, there's no other way to learn to be confident and comfortable than when you might have like a 250 pound like training partner on top of you <laughs> on the mats. Yeah, and you be, need to breathe through it and be like, okay, everything's going to be okay. That's intimidating. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, Jen, when you and I talked on the phone when I was trying mm-hmm. to line this all up, we talked about how it is self-defense. And I, I kind of want to talk about that aspect, but also it's more than that. It's spiritual or it's mindful or so let's say our girls want to, or, mm-hmm. or boy um, want to take this as self-defense, but it's more. So tell us how you would approach it from a self-defense point And then also what else it offers. Definitely. One of the, why I think jujitsu is one of the best martial arts to take for self-defense is, and this isn't primarily just for women, but anyone, but you, end up learning how to be dominant in what is typically a very vulnerable position of being on your back. So in a lot of, of course, sexual assault scenarios, that's where you end up. You can be pushed down onto your back on the ground. And in jujitsu, in sport jujitsu, playing from your back is one of the most dominant positions. People choose to play from what we call a guard position and, and, pull somebody from standing to that back position. So where you see it, usually it's very, you know, vulnerable in a lot of sports and self-defense scenarios. Here you can learn how to be so dominant and comfortable from this position playing off your back. So I think, you know, for girls, and I've done a lot of, you know, self-defense classes and even worked with a lot of kids at, at schools, but learning how to at least make space and get away from that situation and be able to get out and run um, or be able to choke somebody or, you know, break somebody's arm when they're putting a lot of force onto you. It's very valuable um, scenarios to learn. You also mentioned that when you're in the middle of it, you can't be thinking of anything other than what you're doing. Yeah, there's a mindfulness component, right? Absolutely. One of the best things that I love about jujitsu is that you have to be completely present. You could have the worst day ever, so much stress. You walk onto the mats, you train, and you have to be fully present. Whereas, you know, if you're going to the gym and lifting or running, you know, you're still thinking of thoughts in your mind. But when you're on that mat, if you're not fully present, you can really get hurt. So after that training session, after that hour and a half, two hours, you walk off the mats. It's very much like just this relief of whatever you kind of went in with. It's it's you've let go of it. And a lot of times in my mind, I'm like, if I can survive that, I can survive anything. Sure. So that it's just such an amazing feeling and and having that release. And it's so empowering to know if I can handle this and I can, you know, roll around for two hours and, you know, be, feel strong and confident, I can go about anything in my day, in put, any situation. It puts things in perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
so we recently did an episode on uh, body image. And as a mom of a teen girl, and Anne has teen girls, um, we want to teach the value of health and strength. Does you does Jujitsu, jujitsu. <laughs> you know, I'm so saying, glad you were saying it this know, whole time exactly. because I'm like, I'm, ta- I'm just tap- like, wait a minute, I'm tapping, I'm tapping, I'm tapping out. I'm yeah. tapping out. I, it's it's so physically demanding. You can't help but get fit. Um, I like to teach a lot of classes, not to say teaching jujitsu for self defense is great, but a lot of times programs target just for that, and it's like you can't have one seminar and know how to go out and defend yourself. Okay. So we have to have a lot of awareness and you have to get a lot of reps in. So having a combination of self-defense and sport jujitsu, I like to teach a lot of things that strength through jujitsu because you're learning all different facets of it. And you're doing these reps that are so engaging and you're using your mind, but you're getting so fit at the same time and not even realizing it. Yeah. You're, well, you're having, well, you're having, you're so, having fun. Yeah, you're having fun. You're That's feeling empowered. Kind of- <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I've, I've lost like, you know, 15 pounds and my physique is just so much stronger and built all this strength because jujitsu is a lot of core. It's a lot of full body movement. Uh-huh. Um, so you can't help but get super strong. Take us through what you would call a training session. Do you stand for a while? You know, uh, we've done yoga, you know, I've done pure bar or whatever, yeah. you know, all these. But do you do a series of reps to warm up and then do you get down on the mat? Like, how does it work? Everybody's a little bit different on how they run a class, but I like to start with some warm ups. So I'll have um, the girls do like five to 10 minutes of different warm ups, just mobility stuff to get their body ready for the movements that we do. And then I usually like to show a series of three different moves that relate depending on what we're working on and I'll do like one to two week blocks so that they're really getting reps and understanding um, a specific position and we do that for about 45 minutes and then I have them um, or about 30 minutes and then I have them drill the last 15 minutes from that move so it's a little bit more more energy and really using that position to kind of see the timing and and get um, get more reps of that with a live energy. So the class is about an hour, and then usually afterwards the girls will stay. And um, I just say girls because my class is a women's class, but the guys, girls, you can stay and roll, uh, drill with your teammates, but do like live sparring also. Ooh, so after the class, then you can, Mm -hmm. you know, take each other on? Absolutely. Practice what you you can practice. practice. Exactly. So we usually set the timer for like six minutes, and then you can just roll. Like on Fridays and Sundays, we do open mats. So there's no class, but it's about two hours of just open sparring. Are you dripping sweat when you're done? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Like the the gi. The gi. You got that right. right? You were right. I mean, they're heavy. Well, the one one that my son had (laughs) was Mm -hmm. heavy. And um, it, it can, I get smelly. It can get smelly. Oh, yes. You ha- I mean, you definitely have to make sure you are washing your yes. gi just for yourself and training partners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of swap sweat. So, yeah. uh, but you want to be very clean and hygienic. So the gi does get heavy and there's different styles. You can get lighter ones. I'm in karate too, I think it's more of a, they're a little bit different, but it's more of a kimono. But in jujitsu, it's definitely a gi that you're wearing. Um, and then we also have no gi weeks. So I alternate weeks, but that's more, you're in kind of like spandex or workout clothes. It looks very similar to wrestling. And um, the difference is with gi, you can use grips. 
So you can kind of slow the game down a little bit. Yeah. And there's other options, but no ghee, you can't rely on that. Yeah, because there's texture like. Right. Like, right. To the- so you can gra- you can do chokes with the collars. You know, you yeah. can use the person's ghee to submit them and get control over them. Where in no ghee, you're really just relying on like wrist grips or arm or, you know, reaching under the thigh or leg. Um, so you don't have that to kind of slow it down. But it, it's a little bit faster paced and it's good to know both. Even if you have a love, like my love is ghee, but it, you know, practicing no ghee makes my ghee game even tighter and better. That sounds like a doctor. That makes, I know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, no, you mentioned that you started a practice that focuses on women. Is that something, is that a trend now or is it something women should be thinking about? I, you know, I think it is. Jiu-jitsu's always kind of been, and I think just mixed martial arts in general, um, there's more of a population of males, you know, that, that have taken up the sport. Um, but you've seen over the years more women, uh, competing and training and teaching. And I started, all my training partners were men and that I was okay with. I had no problem with that. And I think when you're competing too, you need to have, you need to train with guys and girls. It's just completely different energies. Um, but it was important to me that I saw that kind of lack, you know, there wasn't, uh, there was a need for, I think, female coaches and to create a really safe, comfortable environment for women. Cause jujitsu can be intimidating for anybody to start, but I think women especially, and some women just don't feel comfortable training with guys and that's absolutely okay. Absolutely, yeah. So we need that environment. Um, but I wanted it to still be like, you're getting hardcore training. You know, it's not just, it's not easier. I say that with air quotes or, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a women's group and you're having this support group in this sisterhood. Um, so I started the program and it's been going really strong for a little bit over two years now. Cool. And, and where yeah. is that program? So we can plug it for you. It's in Evanston at Seraphin Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. In um, Evanston. Yes, okay. Evanston. Yes, on Main Street. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So is there a need, do you think, for our girls and boys to learn self-defense? I've heard when we talk about mindfulness and stuff, um, I talked about school stuff with Anne all the time, but yeah. like, there's even like a, a wave of talking about mindfulness in the classroom mm-hmm. and meditation and that sort of thing. So yes. is there... Is there a little component of that as well? I think jujitsu is a form of meditation. I mean, I'm very big on meditation and I work with, I'm a Reiki practitioner. So I work with a lot of my clients um, on starting a meditation practice. And also in jujitsu, you have to learn how to utilize the breath, which also comes back to meditation. meditation exactly. So that's why it's very much this mind, body, soul. You get a lot more out of it than you think when, depending on the reasoning that you begin. But I think it's very, you know, it's, it's great for kids to have that confidence to understand how to be calm in an uncomfortable maybe, you know, situation that can make you a little bit more nervous when you go back to your breath and you can be more calm. Cause when we get tense and I see this when new people start, beginners be, you know, start, they get really tense and that makes you really light and easier to move. But it's also exuding a lot of energy. If you're not, you know, people want to hold their breath when they're, when they're starting to train. And it's like, you need to be calm, cool and controlled and explosive when necessary. So sometimes we have to learn how to save that energy. But I also think, you know, in that confidence of knowing how to do jujitsu or a martial art, it just humbles you. And I, I think it just gives you such a better posture in life. So it's not, I've heard people say too, you know, they don't want their kids to, you know, 
start attacking others or anything like that if they're learning these, you know, defense or martial art uh, sports. But it's I, I think it just makes them become a better leader and also kind of look out for others in a way, too. That's a mis. Would you say that's a stereotype or a misconception that people so. think that you're going to learn so you can kick someone's ass? Yeah, and I think it really becomes even if that's the intention that you might have going into it, um, you come out a completely different person. What would you say the intention? Like the people that you see that start start the program, like what what is their re- what's their reason? What's what brings them to the table I'm, for ki- even for kids? Is it a confidence building thing? I think it's a confidence building thing. If kids are getting bullied, um, also having a group environment. If they feel like they don't have a social group, that's a great place for them to be and and feel safe and have a whole new social setting. Mm-hmm. I mean, jujitsu. I'm friends with so many people that I'm so close with that I. I would have never been close with if it wasn't for jujitsu, all different walks of life. We're a parenting podcast, obviously. So do you see moms like people that are coming in? I have moms and daughters come in. Yeah, absolutely. They'll come in and train together. I don't teach, you know, young children uh, that takes a completely different, you you know, that's a whole different mindset. Um, But you know, I have my youngest in my class is 12. So about like 12 and above, but I have moms and daughters that come in and train and it's something they can do to work together or work apart. But it's, you know, it's an activity that they both get the benefits from. But absolutely, people can come for fitness, for weight loss, for the empowerment, for self-defense. I mean, I have people who have been in situations where they've been raped or sexually assaulted. And, you know, it's very hard for them to train with other men and they want to start training with women. But then seeing the day that they do train with another guy and they feel comfortable in that position, that is so empowering wow, that's awesome. and fulfilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of empowering, uh, you say your mission in life is to help empower, inspire, and motivate others to live a happier, healthier lifestyle. Yes. Um, you know, we are running out of time. But what, <laughs> uh, what are some other ways, uh, you know, for our audience, jujitsu clearly is something that um, I think I'm going to try, although... Um, you guys should come try it. <laughs> yes. When, um, my, when my neck is better. Yeah, yeah. Tracy's got a sore neck. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, what are other things you can suggest to people who are trying to just live happier, healthier lives? I mean, I think it's, you know, it comes down to self-care, taking time out. I, I'm constantly encouraging people to take time out for themselves. Even if it's five minutes a day, we are constantly taking care of others. And I think we have a lot of stress and we're running around and rushing and, you know, life gets crazy and busy. But to take, you know, five minutes, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes or an hour a day. I think that's overwhelming for people. Take five minutes to yourself to just get to your breath, you know, walk outside, be present. Um, because I feel like that's a good reset. And then you can kind of come back to, okay, I can handle the rest of the things that I need to do for the day. And really organization, organizing your time and scheduling in your self-care. You know, we have we calendars schedule filled. Everybody we else. schedule everybody else, everything else. You need to just schedule it in for you. Well, you're, you're the most important. You're talking to two people that are like, <laughs> We're former radio producers, so we we have five minute blocks of time that we've planned out. I I have it down to a, like the second, like where everyone needs to be. I get it. And so talking about you know taking the five minutes for myself, that is something that is definitely a growth opportunity for me. Because I mean, taking three deep breaths, yeah. uh, you know, that What's can that? take a minute. Uh, seriously, well, it is but funny then you feel so much better. And I am a terrible breather. That sounds silly, but like I am a very shallow breather. I do mm-hmm. not do deep breaths. And so as we've been talking, I've been like, <sighs> you know, sort of thinking about how 
important that would be for me to slow it down a little bit. And yes. so um, I'm going to try that. That's a that's a baby step I can take. There you go. There you go. <laughs> See, breathing. that's easy. We don't. It's funny. It's like we don't breathe right. Like, nope. I mean, right. we need to just focus on that breath a little bit more and yep. then create that habit and then it'll get easier and easier. As moms in the summertime with... Uh, <laughs> Uh, kids at home and not in school. I have to say, it's it's very difficult to think about yourself. So, yep, absolutely. Thanks so much, Jen Zanotti, host of the podcast Getting Zen with Gen Z and owner of Gen Z's Beauty Services. Uh, also, teacher uh, and uh, kind of a champion jujitsu athlete. So, I mean, you jiu-jitsu, know, <laughs> jujitsu, jujitsu, <laughs> exactly. Jiu-jitsu. You got it. I did it. You got it down. Ding, ding, ding. <sighs> um, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank so much. you for having me. This was great. So apparently the martial arts are about way more than fighting. Yep. And maybe we should all try a class. Yep. Um, I could use a lesson on being in the moment. Mindfulness. Yeah. <laughs> Breathing. Yeah. Right. Guilty. Yeah. So um, I think we should take a class. Let's try it. Okay. Maybe after the kids go back to school. <laughs> yeah, probably that's best. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So we have a request. Please rate Apparently on iTunes or wherever you get it because we want your feedback. Yes, please. And check out our Facebook page. Um, share our posts and, and like them yep. with your friends. You can give us a call at 331-704-0046. Or email us at apparentlypodcast at gmail.com. This is a WGN Plus podcast. I'm Ann Johnsos. And I'm Tracy Weiner. Thanks for listening to Apparently. We make it look easy. We make it look easy.